my land and my people, the memoirs of His Holiness the Dalai Lama of Tibet. Chapter 4 Our Neighbor China During the few years of my active rule in Tibet, our legal status as a nation, which had never worried us before, suddenly became tremendously important to us. At this point, therefore, I want to give a factual history of our position in the world. In prehistoric times, Tibet is supposed to have been an inland sea surrounded by forests and snow mountains which no human beings claimed. When humans appeared there, some of them gained recognition by the rest as chiefs and these chiefs guided the life of our tribes. The amalgamation of these tribes as a single Tibetan nation with Nyati Tempo as the first king was achieved no less than 2000 years ago in the Wood Tiger year corresponding to 127 BC or 418 years according to the Indian manner of reckoning after the death of Lord Buddha. He was succeeded by 40 generations of kings. During the reigns of the first 27, the religion called Pun flourished in the country, together with many strange beliefs. It was during the reign of the 28th king, whose name was Lathurinyensen, that the next most significant event in the history of Tibet occurred. A volume of Lord Buddha's teachings fell into his hands and the spread of Buddhism in Tibet began. The 33rd king, Songsen Gampo, did much to establish the new religion more firmly. He was born in the Earth Bull year, 629 AD, 1173 years after the death of Lord Buddha, and while he was young, he sent his minister, Tumisambodha, to study in India. After his return to Tibet, the minister drafted the present Tibetan alphabet. The king established the noble customs of spiritual and material life and formulated 10 rules for religious services and 16 rules for public conduct. Temples, including the Chokhang in Lhasa, were built in his reign and many chapels and the building of Potala was begun. Besides having three Tibetan wives, the king married both a Chinese and a Nepalese princess and perhaps at their instigation, two images of Lord Buddha were brought from Nepal and from China. It was before one of these images in the Chokang that I bowed when I first reached Lhasa at the age of four. During King Songsen Gambo's reign, skill in many trades were learned from India, China and Nepal so that the economy of Tibet was improved. The people became more prosperous and happy and the nation increased in power. In the reign of the 36th king, Chidizukte, there was a period of war between the Chinese and Tibetans. The king's minister, Tara Lugong, conquered several Chinese provinces. To this day, a stone pillar stands in front of the Potala commemorating the victories of this minister. 
the 37th king, Chison Dilce, was born in the Iron Horse year, 790 AD, 1334 years after the death of Lord Buddha. During his reign, he invited the learned Indian scholars Kinji Bodhisattva and Lobin Pemasambhal to come to Tibet. Many Indian pundits and Tibetans who understood Sanskrit worked to translate the teachings of Lord Buddha into the Tibetan language. At this time, the Samye Monastery was established and the first seven monks were ordained in Tibet. The country's political power also increased, so that territories under Tibet were spread far and wide. By the reign of the 40th king, Madha Tiryal, who was born in the Fire Dog year, 866 AD, 1410 years from the death of Lord Buddha, the number of monks in Tibet had increased enormously. There was another war between Tibet and China during his reign, and again the Tibetans conquered large parts of China. But Tibetan lamas and the Chinese monks, known as Hashangs, acted as mediators to bring peace. In the Sino-Tibetan border area called Kunkumeru, the frontier was marked by a stone pillar and similar pillars were erected in front of the palace of the Chinese emperor and in front of the Chokang in Lhasa. On these three pillars, a mutual pledge was inscribed in Chinese and Tibetan characters that neither Tibet nor China should trespass beyond the marked frontier. These three kings, the 33rd, the 37th and the 40th, are regarded as the greatest in the history of Tibet and our people honor them to this day. However, in the Iron Bird year, 901 AD, 1445 years from the death of Lord Buddha, the 41st king, whose name was Lang Tharma, came to the throne and his reign was marked by his undoing of everything his predecessors had done. He and his ministers did their best to destroy the Buddhist religion and the customs of Tibet. After an evil reign of six years, he was assassinated. Thus, just over a thousand years had elapsed from the reign of the first king of Tibet till the death of the 41st, and during those first thousand years, the country had steadily grown in material and spiritual strength. But after the death of Langthama, the kingdom disintegrated. The king had two queens and two sons, one of whom was not his real son. The queens quarreled. The ministers took sides. And finally, Tibet was divided between the two princes. This division led to further subdivisions and Tibet became a land of many tiny kingdoms. So it remained for 347 years.